This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. New Champions League season, same old thrilling Liverpool. Hello, I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and welcome to the post-game podcast to look back on the Reds' late but fully deserved 3-2 victory over Paris Saint-Germain and Anfield. We'll kick off with the thoughts of our Liverpool FC correspondent, James Pearce. You'll then hear from six Reds fans who have called into this show. Alex Watt, Simon Donnelly, Sam Planch, Mark Baker, Gray Mag and Ross Strachan. And the podcast will round off with audio highlights from Jurgen Klopp's press conference. Your next post-game show will be after the visit of Southampton to Anfield in the Premier League on Saturday. But in the meantime, if you could rate, review and subscribe to our podcasts, all of which can be found on the Blood Red channel, then we will be very grateful. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it's been a breathtaking night of Champions League football here at Anfield. It finished Liverpool 3, Paris Saint-Germain 2. An absolute classic and one that will take its place in the... uh, in the packed collection of uh, unforgettable Anfield European nights. No doubt Liverpool deserved it. Uh, they left it late, Roberto Firmino coming off the bench to ram home the winner deep into stoppage time. But uh, there's no question on the balance of play. Uh, it would have been a travesty if Jurgen Klopp's side hadn't picked up three points here tonight. It was uh, you know, it was a massively impressive performance, I thought, in, in all departments. You know, Let's not make make any bones about it. Klopp was right yesterday when he said this is a PSG team built to win the Champions League. Um, you know, that front line alone of Mbappe, Cavani and Neymar, £400 million worth of, of talent um, out there. And I thought Liverpool coped absolutely brilliantly. It was, you know, it was, it was a great game to watch. Two teams intent on attack, although for the most part it was Liverpool in control. Um, they, uh, they started like an absolute train. I think the players fed off the energy in the stands. The atmosphere tonight was more akin to a, a high-stakes knockout tie than, a, than an opening game in a group stage because uh, you know, it, was a, it was an absolute cauldron and that brought the best out of Jurgen Klopp's players. It was very similar to the performances we were treated here uh, to in that amazing run to Kiev last season and Liverpool carrying on once again in Europe uh, where they, they left off. They they could easily have been one or two up before the breakthrough finally arrived on the half-hour mark. It was a wonderful ball in from Andy Robertson and what a moment for Daniel Sturridge, powering home a header from six yards out. Um, Daniel Sturridge's first Champions League start for Liverpool, hard to believe really considering he's been here for five and a half years but uh, it was a special moment for him. You could see what it meant to him. Um, he had a tough time and you think he spent the second half of last season on loan at West Brom, suffered relegation there. His Liverpool career looked over, but to his immense credit, he, he dug deep, uh, didn't didn't give up and uh, worked so hard to get back fit and looks lean and strong. And certainly with his performances in pre-season, he guaranteed a place in Klopp's plans for this season. And then when earlier today, Klopp decided that Firmino, it would just be too much of a risk to play him from the start because of that eye problem. Sturridge stepped up and, and grasped his chance. I think apart from the goal, his movement was really good. His touch was excellent. And when you think he'd only played 20-odd minutes of football this season, to come in and perform like that was uh, a, a great effort from him. Uh, once Liverpool had that lead, you know they, they threatened to steamroll a PSG, to be honest. Got the second one. PSG were rattled and a stupid challenge tripped Wijnaldum in the box. James Milner holding his nerve to make it, it 2-0. And it was just a shame just before half-time Liverpool not dealing with a cross that came in from the left, ball bouncing off Robertson and Mounier 
uh, drilled in to make it 2-1. And then really the second half, I think what was really impressive was that Liverpool didn't allow that goal just before half-time to affect them. Their grip on proceedings was just as strong in the second half and there was there was no thoughts of trying to hold on to 2-1. Liverpool were bold, they were on the front foot and, and threatening to add to their tally. And you know they had their chances, um, probably should have killed PSG off. And then when with seven minutes to go, Salah gives the ball away cheaply, leaves Liverpool exposed and Neymar runs on and Mbappe finds the, the corner. You think to yourself, it's going to be a tale of what might have been, but um, we know that Klopp has instilled this never-say-die spirit in his Liverpool team and that came to the fore once, once again with the fact that Liverpool just don't they just don't give up. They, they never give you a moment's peace. Thomas Tuchel had, had warned his players that in the press conference yesterday, of course, he knew that to his cost from what Liverpool did to his Dortmund team here two years ago. But uh, PSG didn't heed the warning tonight. You know, they uh, they thought the job was done. They thought they'd, they'd got a, a hard-earned point. Um, but uh, deep into stoppage time, Gomez and Van Dijk combining to find Firmino, who um, you know I think he epitomises the character in this Liverpool team. The fact that Firmino was sat in a, in a London Eye hospital on Saturday evening worrying about how long he'd be on the sidelines for and what three days later he's scoring the winner in the last seconds of a massive Champions League game so a great night here one that I think everyone that was here will never forget I think um, I gave man of the match to James Milner I thought he was absolutely sensational the way that he, he, uh, he showed absolutely no respect to PSG the fact that he tore into them from the start his energy his dedication he set the tone and I think Klopp Got his selection spot on. Um, people would have questioned him picking Henderson ahead of Keita, but I thought Henderson excelled as well, and so did Wijnaldum. That, that midfield three absolutely bossed this game, and that gave Liverpool the platform to dominate for so long. And you've also got to give a huge amount of credit to the back four, because when you think young Trent Alexander-Arnold had Neymar coming at him, on the other side you had Robertson, um, who had Mbappe for company, and then obviously the two centre-halves, Gomez and Van Dijk uh, had Cavani. Liverpool coped with that so, so well. They limited PSG to very few opportunities. And this was a richly deserved victory against a team hotly tipped to go all the way in the Champions League this season. And uh, if we didn't know it already, we certainly know it now that uh, that journey to Kiev last season was not a one-off. This Liverpool team are the real deal and they're on the march once again. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line? Um, well, we got the win in the end. Um, we definitely got away with one at the end with one-eyed Firmino. Balen is out, but I think overall the win over PSG was deserved. We were by far the better team over the course of the game. We just got way too complacent um, with the passing and really sloppy, basically. We should have killed the game off. But other than that, really good performance. Obviously, Sturridge coming in for Firmino. I mean, how much is he loving life right now with his decision to stay at Liverpool and getting the first goal? I mean, considering he was on loan at West Brom at the start of the year, it's quite a different start in a Champions League game against PSG. Um, there was a worry early on that that front three might be a little bit unbalanced and... Uh, they did look a little bit like that early on, but they started to click as the game went on. Um, there was also concern that we weren't taking the chances early, which definitely played out later in the game. But then all of a sudden, Sturridge scores. We get the penalty soon afterwards. James Milner putting away the penalty. Give that man a Ribena in a knighthood ASAP, quite frankly. 
Um, just another great performance from him. Um, it was just a shame that we let PSG back in the game on, you know, two occasions because Liverpool were all over them for the majority of the game. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold marshalled Neymar really well, as we hoped he would, and he had so much space going down the right flank, going forward, because Neymar just was not tracking him back at all. We, for the most part, kept uh, Mbappe and Cavani quiet, with the exception of Mbappe's goal. He didn't do a huge amount. Um, Like I say, the overall performance was really impressive. We just, again, need to stop the complacency creeping in, because the same thing happened at Spurs over the weekend. We just need to kill these games off. Um... But at the same time, though, the game actually ended up being a lot easier than we probably expected it to be, sort of the last 10 minutes aside. And that's probably why we got so complacent, because the amount of space PSG were giving Liverpool was mad, really. Um, Just had so much time on the ball. Um, Too much in the end, it turned out. But overall, um, great stuff. We just need to cut out the sloppiness for the Napoli game please because other than that what a start I do have another podcast of course which I'll be um, chatting about this game and the whole of the Champions League a bit more uh, later in the week Um, it's called Did It Cross The Line myself a Liverpool supporter and my wife a Chelsea supporter and football journalist Um, we talk about Premier League every week. We talk about the Champions League, European football. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Did It Cross, well at Did It Cross, um, and all the links to the shows are on there. You can find us on all the main podcast apps wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes. Um, please check us out. Up the Reds. Cheers. This is Simon Donnelly, a Liverpool Echo jury member. Just outside the ground, back in our car just taking my little boy Oscar to his first ever night game. Uh, Great results, three points on the board, a win against PSG. Although, to be fair, I didn't think PSG were all that, to be honest, and I thought we absolutely, I thought we absolutely um, dominated them, especially in the first half, probably especially in the first half an hour. We had corner after corner and attack after attack, and we were commenting that we needed to... We needed to make the most of it and, and get a goal or two on the board before they came back at us a little bit. Moments of moments of quality from Neymar, moments of quality from Mbappe. I don't think they offered much else. I don't think they offered much else. Um, but story of our season a little bit, we didn't quite put our chances away like we should have done. We weren't quite on it up front. Mo Salah's such a massive hero of mine, but at the moment, he's not quite firing like he was last season. So again, story of our season so far, we've got a great three points on the board, a great win, without firing on all cylinders. If we click, we'll be fantastic. Word about Andy Robertson, uh, what a player he's turning into be, you know, what a hero he's turning into be. A great left-back, so committed, playing right in front of us in the second half and he never takes it when he's challenging for a ball when his when his opponent has got the ball coming down the their right side Andy Robinson is fixated on it he's like a he's like a terrier he doesn't let anything go what an amazing player he is uh, him and well him and right across the defence be it Trent be it Virgil be it the goalie 
basically the emergence of Joe Gomez have turned us into a team that anyone will struggle to beat. Let's just hope our front boys turn it on. And a great last-minute goal from Bobby Firmino. That was one in the eye for Paris Saint-Germain. Another great win there for that mighty edge, you know, that's six now and we, we keep asking these questions and we keep saying and basically it's a different type of team yet again. We've just beat, so we're, we're beating different teams now, but not just different names and different teams, different styles and tonight was an, a golfing class again, you know, you've got your Neymars and your Mbaps and that and of this world, you cost a fortune and they're littered with great players and we just made them look ordinary. Um, I thought we were the best aside, I thought we were in control, I thought we gave a couple of cheap goals away and I thought we missed quite a few chances. Don't get me wrong, I think um, the most pleasing thing for me was the front three half firing. So much and, you know, every, you know, everyone would have said Liverpool fans and opposing fans really, like, if Salah or the front three don't fire last season, Liverpool or not. Well, they haven't been firing yet, six out of six, and so much so today, Salah was actually quite poor, you know, he gave the ball away a few times, you, you know what, he's human, and he's allowed the old bad game, and that, you know what I mean, and, but what I like about the side was, we looked like we had more shape about us, we looked like we had a bit more control, we looked like we were playing more as a team, and we're not just all this attack, score more than you, and the scoreline suggests three two with that, but it wasn't a full picture of the game, you know. I did think, I, I don't really rate the lad, but I, too much, but, I, you know, I always try and give credit where it's due, and I think Jeannie Wilder had a good game tonight, and, you know, if Jordan Henderson stepped in well, because, I'll be quite honest, I wouldn't have picked that start 11, you know, and Kiton and Firmino on the bench, but, you know, that's why I'm doing these reviews here, and that's why Klopp's the manager of Liverpool, because he knows better, and, uh, you know, football's a game of opinions and we're all entitled to them and that's what we all live our life for and we all go to pub and I talk about and we'll talk with our mates and we'll talk on poddies now and podcasts and, and everything else but, you know, at the end of the day they know best and Klopp sees him in training and, and Klopp's got a pedigree now of let's face facts in the last three years look at the team three years ago when he joined look at it now, people say he hasn't won nothing I tell you what, it, the, the gulf is absolute massive. The whole club, it's not it's, its not even just the team, it's the whole club, the whole everything. You go to every single Liverpool game now, you know you're entertained, you're spoiled. It's just, you know, it's boss to watch and it's great. And yeah, we've got to take that next step. People will say, well, you know, you've got to go home and stuff, but you're beating Paris Saint-Germain on that. And I mean, to be honest, it, it was great the way it happened, the late goal and that, but we deserve to beat them on the general play. You know, and, and there's other stuff there with Jimmy Milner, you know. Who had him down to be the best player of the first six games? No one. No one who no one who's telling the truth. But you know what he was? And uh fully deserves it, that a machine and uh, he's everywhere. He's obviously what I like about his character is he's fought. What, what are you buying like £40 million midfielders for here and there? I'm just going to come in and I'm just going to work harder than them. I'm just going to use my experience and I'm just going to cover every blade of glass and, I, grass and that's what he's done. And he, wow, he's tremendous. Um, so, you know, 
for me the old day made up with a celebration covering one eye and all I thought that was quite good and, and he scored the goal and brilliant um, special mention tonight for the, for the Andy Robbo I mean oh, tremendous you know, this is a lad and it's well documented you know it, he, he didn't even have a job quite a few years ago and then he, he was at Queen's Park and different teams like that and he, you know, off the record, the people want to have a little look at him online. He's done all kinds for charity and food banks and everything. And he's a cracking fella. And, but you know what? He, he's just great on the pitch. I mean, you know, he had these superstars in his back pocket. That was great to see. You know, Van Dyke was was spraying balls around, and yeah, you know, we're, we're spoiled. And it's just there. Uh, you know, all we need to do now is just go and kick on. And win a little cup um, and go from there. But anyone who knows anything about football and who's watched Liverpool in the last three years, and you don't even have to look at facts if you don't even watch them. Look at the team, the club and edited, and look what he's got now. And the club's come on leaps and bounds, and everyone deserves a load of credit for it. And it's on to the next game now, and you know, and uh, long may it continue because. It's just a boss roller coaster ride, and uh, I'm enjoying it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This is Mark Baker talking about the Liverpool first PSG game at Anfield in the Champions League. So, very, very good performance from Liverpool. And the game plays out pretty much as I expected it to play out, really. I always felt that with PSG, Liverpool would be allowed to play. And I thought it would play into Liverpool's hands somewhat. I think any team who don't have that level of work rate when, they don't, when they're out of possession of the football are always going to struggle against Liverpool. And the best way to play against Liverpool is to, uh, to pack your midfield make sure the distances, angles between your midfield, higher players and and defensive players um, is compact, tight and narrow and frustrate Liverpool. But the moment you make it an open game, you're playing into Liverpool's hands because Liverpool are so organised. People talk about organised being defensively, but Liverpool are so organised attacking-wise as well. And you're coming up against Liverpool's side who when they have the ball and when they don't have the ball. Uh, conditioned in terms of the patterns of play, the position of the players, and it's been long-standing the way Klopp has put in with Liverpool and, and the quality they have is it comes to the forefront really when a team when teams don't get close enough to them, allow them freedom and allow them easy possession and enable them to advance into higher areas of the pitch in which Liverpool have got obviously outstanding quality in them areas and I always see PSG as a team who carry some luxury players they have an elite player in my opinion in Neymar who alongside Lionel Messi obviously the, the greatest footballer of all time greatest footballer in the world and, and for me over the last multiple years Eden Hazard has been number two in terms of sheer ability but I'd put Neymar right behind them too in terms of overall ability and fitting into that top three in world football. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo is a box player now, he's a goal scorer. But I'm talking about out-and-out sheer ability. And so, got other talented individuals in Mbappe and Edison Cavani. 
but I've never seen them players recovering the position deep in their own territory um, to block the passing lanes and to to stifle Liverpool in their attacking sense. And I felt it'd be playing to Liverpool's hands, as I say, in the game. And, and that's how it played out. I thought for long periods, Liverpool were able to advance into the opposition half, create chances, have limited pressure when they received possession. And as, we, as I've talked about before, it, which is my belief that the best way to play against Liverpool is to be narrow, compact, cut off passing angles, frustrate Liverpool, ask Liverpool's midfield to create something from that area and have a bit of imagination, which I feel at times they lack when the opposition put bodies behind the ball. Or the only other way to go about it is if you've really got such good defensive organisation that you can press on triggers force Liverpool to suffer in terms of when they receive possession, not having the passing options, forcing them into areas they don't want to go. And I feel that both of them options are the best ways to play against Liverpool. The problem is with PSG, and it was always going to play out this way, I felt, was <laughs> they didn't have the work rate to be able, or the organisation to be able to press without the ball in, in terms of the units, so your higher units, your midfield units, your defensive units, they were never going to be aligned in conjunction or have the work rate and intensity to be able to fulfil that plan. And similarly, they were never going to be a side who were going to sit and, and surrender possession to Liverpool for long periods, um, sacrifice themselves and frustrate Liverpool. It was just never going to be the, place, be the case because the higher players in the team just don't have the work rate to press and are not... I don't have the ego to play on the back foot for the best part of the game, although Liverpool did, um, in the second half, dominate possession without PSG ever getting close enough or really laying a glove on a Liverpool player in possession. And so Liverpool were able to, to transfer the ball into higher areas and create multiple chances, really, and, and the scoreline flatters PSG, in, in my opinion. I felt it should have been a greater degree to which Liverpool were able to showcase the superiority and really, if it had been a, if it would have turned out a draw, I think it would have been a real, uh, a travesty really in terms of the the, the overall uh, shape of the game and uh, in terms of the the areas in which the game was played. The Liverpool were always on top, so I think the the reason Liverpool ended up winning the game, however, was because of Roberto Firmino and an absolute touch of class. I mean, once he gets inside the penalty area and shifts it onto his left side. The inside hook and the subtle touch in which he brings it back on that left foot, on his weak foot, to transfer the ball back onto his right side is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, to do that in a crowded area with such subtlety and be able to tee up that shot is magnificent. And quite frankly, for a long time now, I've believed that the player is is an absolute world-class player for me. You know, I think everything you want... I, I mean, I'll be honest, when he first came to Liverpool, under Rodgers in his early days in the season, I felt what was the player? Was he a player who played wide? Well, no, he never looked to me as though he had the the legs, the ability to stretch playing behind. He didn't have that that speed um, to be able to isolate players 1v1. And I felt, well, where do you play him now? He actually plays as, as a number 10 in the Europa League final, and I actually think it didn't work. He's played it on other occasions. And I just never seen his player profile as being a number nine. You'd always think of he'd look more of a a luxury number ten, if you like. And I couldn't have been further from further from wrong, really. And and the fact that Klopp's played him as a front man, 
has been such a benefit to Liverpool. And I mean, I mean, the player for me, I don't see a better number nine in world football in terms of what he offers in terms of his all-round game. I mean, Luis Suarez has been um, the elite player in that role, was for Liverpool, has been for Barcelona. I think he's dropped off slightly over the last year, but it's still more than impacting games and, and, and more than a, a world-class player. And certainly has every right to be mentioned in in, in the top two or three in, in, in Europe in that position, if not the top player. I mean, there's a strong argument. But I would say in terms of overall ability, for me, no, it's just absolutely fantastic. I think Klopp obviously seeing that his ability to receive with his back to goal and bring others into the game as a, as a perfect number nine. Now, I never seen it when he first came into the into the club, and so much credit must go to the manager. I mean, his receiving techniques when the ball comes into feet, his awareness of players around him to bring others into the game, and his deft touches, always knowing when to play one and two touch, his ability to receive the ball of his back to play and, and use the outside of his foot, his outside hook, um, to be able to manipulate the ball and, and, and start moves. His, his overall awareness is just absolutely fantastic. And not only that about him, I mean, he is a player who naturally likes to come towards the ball and link play and build the game, if you like, from, from a higher area and allow Marnie and Salah to make them runs in behind and stretch the game. But he's also adept at running in behind, he mixes up his game very well, although he's not lightning quick, what I'd say is, I'd imagine he's a deceptively quick player in terms of powerful runner, he's got enough pace to be able to stretch the play in behind, and the variation to his game is just fantastic, and that's what Suarez had at his best, I mean, that Suarez season at Liverpool was arguably the best season I've seen from a Premier League footballer, and what he's gone on to do at Barcelona, I think he even went up a level playing with, playing with Messi there, and he has everything as well, Suarez. If you wanted to get into a fight with him, he'd fight with you. He, he, again, not the sharpest. You wouldn't say he was lightning quick over over a long distance, but then first couple of yards, he was sharp, powerful, uh, electric, really, everything around him. His ability to manipulate the ball in tight spaces. And there's many of them qualities in, in Roberto Firmino. Obviously not as prolific a goal scorer as Suarez. And I think Suarez obviously had a higher ceiling as a player. I think... You reach the absolute pinnacle in terms of being a number nine, and, and as I say, still is right up there. But Firmino, fantastic footballer. And my only concern is with Real Madrid looking for a centre forward, I would imagine, in the next 12 months in Barcelona. Although Suarez is right up there over the next few years, looking to, to, to make that phase out of Suarez and bring a player in. I mean, who wouldn't have Roberto Firmino? I mean, compliments and and for me he's Liverpool's most important player I think he's he's the glue which um, allows the attacking line of Liverpool to function Daniel Sturridge did very well today actually I think Daniel Sturridge is nowhere near uh, the player that we've seen in that fabled title bid season however I think he's got enough in his game to be effective but having Firmino on the pitch is, is just a different level altogether and he for me, if Liverpool are looking to achieve anything this season, it's going to be because they can keep Firmino fit and he plays 99.9% of the game. Although, as we know, he's very durable, much like Suarez in that respect, and never misses games through injury. And that's one of the big things Liverpool look to when they when they sign players like Salah, Mane, Firmino, is the fact that these players are durable. The, the, the records suggest that they play games, and, and that's great for Liverpool and, and so important. So, very good performance. As we know about Liverpool, 
organisation in defence that is defensive without the ball, but also match with organisation when they attack and the link up and the combinations of the, the higher players in the side. And although Firmino wasn't there today, we've still seen that that working of the of the front line operated on on the training ground where PSG is very much a team of individuals in the final third. Liverpool is choreographed and worked on week in, week out. And, uh, and you can see that in Liverpool's game. I mean, there's no better attacking fluidity in terms of link-up between the, the higher players than Liverpool have. So a much-deserved performance from Liverpool and one in which they've shown that they are, or Klopp has made Liverpool much more than the sum of their parts, while the opposite could be said for Paris Saint-Germain and PSG. Yeah, Graham, I agree with Paul for Alfield. Another fantastic European night in Liverpool's illustrious European history. Unbelievable night. Um, a well-deserved win. I mean, when you think that Paris Saint-Germain came to Alfield as one of the, apparently one of the greatest teams or one of the strongest teams in Europe, and Liverpool, especially in the second half, we gave the kick. It was, it was unbelievable. It was well-deserved victory. I mean, if Paris Saint-Germain got a draw, it would have been a travesty. I mean, fantastic result. I mean, I want to praise Liverpool's play of the season so far. James Milner, again. I mean, this guy, coaching 33 years of age, an unbelievable player. Perfect pro. Doesn't matter where he plays, he gives 100%. Outstanding performance again tonight. And also, uh, also the, other, the whole back four, actually. Especially uh, Andy Robinson for that back. And to think we got paid when he was unbelievable. Thomas Tuckle, the Paris Saint Germain man, who must actually hate coming to Anfield. Second time at Anfield. Second defeat in the last minute. Last time against Rooster Dortmund. Rooster Dortmund scene with the famous 4 3 game. And it gets it right. I mean, it would have been happy before the game with a draw. But absolutely delighted with the victory. And the Liverpool power machine carries on and it's onwards to Saturday against Southampton. They expect another three points. So it'll be six wins out of six, 18 points on the board. It's looking fantastic. And all the praise goes to Jürgen Klopp. Less than three years in the job, he's performed miracles. Onwards and upwards to Saturday. Okay, so it's Ross on his way home from Liverpool v PSG. Bobby Firmino scored the winner, managed to get the win 3-2. I thought Liverpool are excellent at times in the game. And I think it was the first real test we've had this season. We've played a lot of average teams in the Premiership. And to get PSG, who've got the likes of Neymar, Mbappe, Cavani, Di Maria, probably over half a billion pounds worth of strikers, um, I thought we were excellent. Daniel Sturridge scored the first goal. And it was really, for me, it was really good to see Sturridge start the game. I've always been a fan of Daniel Sturridge. The man is a natural striker. His left foot is a wand. He scores a lot of goals. He's a natural finisher. And to see him, I know he scored with his head today, which is good to see. But the man's always in the right position. And to have that as an option, as a replacement for Mino, is really good. So I was happy to see he really put a shift in today. He didn't see the 90 minutes out. I think he got to about 75, 80 minutes. But I thought he was really, I really did think he was excellent. And 
that's good to, that's good pushing on forward there's a lot of games coming up and to know that he can put a shift in like that is really good midfield wise for Milner again you know we've talked about him a lot throughout the season we've only had four or five games but he was brilliant yet again dominated the midfield dictated the pace of the game and I thought he was you know I really I really was impressed with the man PSG you know they came with a lot of reputation a lot of money a lot of big names in the side of me I mean I didn't even realise they had you know Thiago Silva playing at the back they've got Di Maria they've got Mbappe you know there's, there's so much talent in that side that was the first real test that Liverpool have had this season and I thought we dealt with it well and I've I think it was. I think they were lucky to the fact that they got back into the game. I thought Liverpool were excellent. I didn't think they'd done enough to get back in the game. A couple of silly mistakes let them back in, but we managed to get the win. Quick mention to the the fans. I thought the I thought the PSG fans. You know, I've been in Liverpool all afternoon, um, sampling the atmosphere. I thought all around town this afternoon. The fans have been excellent, and I was in the Anfield Road this afternoon, uh, this evening. The fans didn't stop singing. No, really good fans. PSG, you've got to give them a lot of due. We always give fans a lot of stick for the, the atmosphere they bring and all that, but PSG were brilliant, and they were probably, you know, it, it pains me to say they were probably better than Liverpool fans tonight. Really good fans, really good game, and you know, I can't wait for the next game. Bring it on. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Look, I think I said before the game, um, the, 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 the cool development of, of our club is that when you hear Liverpool plays PSG, you don't think we are without any chance anymore. And I would say one, two, three years ago, probably everybody would have thought, wow, that's a mountain we cannot climb. Eh? So um, that's good. But that's, of course, because of last year and because of the start of that season, maybe because of the players we have, because of the football we played. Um, but and it's still so unbelievably difficult. It's it's not that you can plan it. Whatever we, we you you see what the boys make, what the boys make of the match plan is extraordinary. It's outstanding, to be honest. So that's how it is. One of them a yard less tonight, and game over. And but they were so in the game. And when we, it's not only yes we fight a lot and I love that, but we played football as well. So and that was that looked really confident. That would look now much more tuned than it maybe was in the past. So we played uh, um, a midfield who played a lot of times last year together. So that was the reason for that tonight. It was clear that Hendo will come back, and, and so so what a good what a brilliant performance of him. So physical wise, so good because he. Obviously, how we know that the players after World Cup normal struggled a bit, and he opened the, the bottom tonight and, and 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 is ready now. So that's really important for us. And so um, we didn't learn a lot tonight, which we didn't know before. But it's nice to see that we can do it again. That's it. Great performance, great performance of Daniel. To be honest, I said. Um, the three in midfield did an outstanding job, but they only can do it when they're both two wingers and in our, how we play it. Um, and the number nine is um, helping in all these situations, so, so, so keep the formation compact. It was fantastic. Said to Danny before the game, we are in the best shape since I know you, um, physical-wise, and uh, now you have to use that, and that's what he did. Super game, super goal. 
and we have that we have then the opportunity to bring Bobby Firmino. There was no chance yesterday, absolutely no chance the day before, and this morning he came in and said, "I'm fine. <laughs> I can open the eye again." So good, that helps, and then um, yeah, was good. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.